What is the most important leadership trait during a pandemic? A steady hand, clarity and empathy to the universal hardship. These are the key lessons from my conversation with Jörg Böckler, Chief Operating Officer of the Rind Hotels and Resorts. During this episode, Jörg and I talk about the strong rebound in leisure destinations across the Rind more than 60 hotels and resorts, how the pandemic has created opportunities for change, his outlook for the next few months and beyond. Enjoy this episode of Unconstrained Conversations and make sure you subscribe. Well, another great episode of Unconstrained Conversation podcast. Um, I think uh, we are about uh, at episode 15, I believe, 15 or 16 for this one. Um, and uh, it's a very great honor to have uh, Jörg Böckler on the uh, phone uh, today. And uh, Jörg and I have known each other for many, many years. I'm not sure how many, but uh, it's quite a few. And uh, Jörg is now the Chief Operating Officer of the Rint Hotels in um, Germany. Um, the Rint is uh, one of the major chains in Germany, uh, very well known in the, uh, in the European area. And I know Jörg is extremely busy with reopening his hotels around uh, the market, uh, but um, he has grac- graciously agreed to spend uh, 20, 25 minutes with me uh, to talk about how the Rint is uh, going and what's going on in the German market. Welcome, Jörg. Thank you very much, Klaus, and um, it's uh, an honor and a privilege at the same time uh, to uh, to chat to you today. Thank you. So how are things at uh, Durant? What's going on and um, where are you today with uh, your hotels? Well, um, we, uh, we, find, uh, we find COVID-19 and uh, its consequences uh, quite a significant challenge. Um, And the most challenging part is that uh, we have so very little uh, insight of what happens the day after tomorrow. So what I'm trying to say is uh, long-term planning uh, has proven to be very difficult and uh, things are moving significantly slower than we would have anticipated. If I may go back a moment to the end of February, we uh, looked at uh, uh, and evaluated what was coming. Um, and uh, you might remember uh, there is always ITB at the beginning of March yeah. and we're sort of uh, anxiously awaiting information whether ITB uh, would happen or not. And we took uh, the cancellation um, of possibly one of the uh, most significant shows at the time uh, in Europe Um uh, as a signal that something bad is coming. And bad uh, then uh, had a uh, clear indication. Bad was uh, we would get cancellations in light speed and uh, um, uh, March sort of uh, turned uh, very slowly and then a little bit faster and a little bit faster and wandered uh, down to about a month or with 35 or 38 percent occupancy uh, and then um, uh, the month of April uh, came to a complete standstill. Um, I think the business did about four and a half percent. We uh, decided to keep our hotels 
uh, open as much as we were allowed to, um, although there was very, very little uh, business. Um, and then May saw a very slow recovery. Um, this was driven particular, particularly uh, uh, by the coastline of Germany. Uh, we have some resorts there and uh, they were allowed to uh, welcome guests again after the 23rd or 25th of May. And that, that sort of uh, helped. Um, and then June um, has been uh, has been a little bit stronger. The coast is 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 going well. Um, we have hotels with over eighty percent um, occupancy, but um, city hotels remain under thirty percent. And the big boxes, those which we rely on when it comes to the health of the company, they are all well below ten percent. They are the hotels which are in key destinations, in key cities, and key locations. Uh, close to uh, airports or close to uh, fairgrounds, and there's hardly no business at all. Uh, so that is pretty much um, uh, what we had at the moment. Um, look, and we, we did what possibly every other company uh, had to do as well. We devised a pandemic pandemic plan. Uh, we uh, restructured uh, uh, our cost base. We applied for uh, short-time work. Um, we uh, uh, looked into the strategic outlook going forward. We devised a hygiene concept in the absence of a concept from the government. Um, and we were quite busy doing all of that, however, for no return, um, yeah. as, as it looks like. Yeah, yeah, so it's a really mixed bag. On one side, you have the, the leisure destinations being quite full at 80%. And on the other side, you have your your city hotels kind of um, still struggling, um, which um, is kind of confirming what everyone is talking about, right? The, the leisure market will recover faster, and especially the destinations that get, can be driven to, and the the meetings, events, corporate business will take quite a long time to recover. Um, so, how is your? You talked about the health. Um, and safety measures you've implemented. I, I, I saw the video and the introduction, uh, I guess a month or six weeks ago that you personally shot uh, about all the new uh, operating uh, measures and strategies that you've implemented, uh, including changing buffets and, and anything that goes with it. So has that been accepted? How difficult was it to do in the first place? And then how has this been accepted by the guests uh, in the hotels where you have business? Well, the, the question uh, how difficult it was to do is uh, one I, I'm delighted to answer because um, I cannot tell you how much I have learned in the last four months. Um, right. Not only um, uh, are all the parameters of uh, our economy and everything we have learned at business school more or less upside down, um, but all the things we, we, we used in hotels in the olden days pre-COVID-19 uh, as uh, things which would safeguard the business uh, are not working anymore. And those things which were add-ons or icing on the cake, like a beautiful resort on the coast, is now the main driver. Um, let's come back to uh, strategy and hygiene. We mm -hmm. looked at, we looked at um, how uh, we, we were we were we tried to explore uh, how we could serve our guests' needs 
after uh, COVID-19 and how would normal life look like after COVID-19? And um, we did market research and looked at the mega trends um, of the COVID. And we wanted to know whether that had changed to pre-COVID and now during COVID, and it had changed. Um, in the olden days, the one of the biggest drivers in, in, in German hospitality uh, uh, was quality, service, individual, individualism, and auto authenticity. Um, if you look mm -hmm. at exactly the same kind of research today, it has changed. Safety uh, is by far the most desirable attribute, um, and service and quality uh, doesn't even make it under the top 15. Uh, flexibility is, is another uh, key driver, which is absolutely important, and it is easily explained. Uh, people want to understand that when they have to travel and when they stay in a uh, environment other than their own home, they want to have security that it is as safe as if they would be at home. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the task at hand was to devise a system which can guarantee that. Uh, although we can't guarantee that nobody ever infects themselves in our environment because we are not in the driving seat there, but we can ensure the safe as possible. Right. And, right. and here we, we, we did. Uh, uh, we, we talked to the uh, Robert Koch Institute, which is the, the uh, John Hopkins uh, University of Germany, when it comes to. Uh, um, pandemic uh, studies and pandemic handling and um, and uh, we worked very closely with them to see what we need, what needed to be done and we came up with a concept called stay safe by Dorint and by the way we did the same for the mice mark we call that meat safe by Dorint um, mm -hmm. and uh, it should sort of be the flexibility on the other hand side um, is something which we needed to uh, look at from a revenue management perspective, from a uh, terms and conditions perspective, because I think people were very tired to have their cancellations refused. There was very, very much debate on airline tickets, on train tickets, on hotels, on uh, uh, on wholesale prices, on OTA bookings, etc. And um, the system got quite muddled up and. We very clearly said uh, the customer looks for flexibility and we need to give that flexibility. So even if you book an advance rate, which in the olden days you couldn't cancel anymore because you had the benefit of a much better rate, is something which we allow our customers to now cancel three days out um, just so that in case something happens, people don't fall flat. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I was talking to some other companies, including uh, Campgrounds of America, a couple of weeks back, and they also mentioned uh, their market research. And, and obviously, it's the US and not Germany, but they also noticed um, that the group sizes have changed. Uh, so people are, 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 are traveling in smaller groups than in larger groups. And then obviously, the pickup is very short term. I've heard some other companies. Um, from going from ten from ten percent ten percent occupancy to seventy percent occupancy within forty eight or seventy two hours before arrival, which is obviously very difficult to manage operationally as well when you have short pickup windows. Yeah, that's that's correct. Absolutely the same here. Um, uh, we uh, we have tremendous pickup 
for the month in the month. Um, and mm -hmm. if I may quantify this a little bit, um, we had usually uh, uh, about 75% uh, of our revenues on the books um, about four to five weeks out. Uh, that has reduced to about two weeks now. So um, uh, if the weather is right, uh, and there is availability on the coast, it can be that a coastal hotel goes on Friday morning from 65% to about 95% in the evening, uh, and, and that stays until Sunday. Um, same for our business locations. Um, we go into the month with about 10% and we leave the month with about 30 or 31%. Um, mm -hmm. so, so that's quite, quite a change to what we, what we used to see. Yeah, I can imagine from a purchasing perspective and operational perspective, that must be incredibly difficult to, to just plan ahead uh, uh, on a very, very short uh, short notice, really. That's right. So, so, so beyond the summer, what's your uh, what can you share? How is your outlook? Um, you know, Europe in general seems to be doing better than many other countries around the world, and, and Germany is has been always kind of highlighted as a as a, a case study on how to manage uh, a crisis a crisis like this. Yeah. Um, what is your outlook for the summer and beyond, um, and how are you planning planning for it or strategizing for it? Well, uh, let let me talk about uh, some some general uh, uh, points uh, uh, which we which we believe we see, and then uh, let me uh, uh, try and uh, go a little bit deeper into the German efforts, uh, if I may if I may call it that. The, the 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 general outlook is that until the end of August we we, we see very little uh, uh, corporate travel and that is not only driven by individuals making a decision not to travel on business but it is actually the uh, purchasing departments of the big companies where we have our key accounts who actually say travel stop or travel restrictions are in place at the moment until the end of August. And then we did ask, uh, okay, so what looks, what does September look like? And most of them said, we don't know. We will make that decision possibly at the beginning of August. So at this time, I think a lot of companies are still waiting to see A, how successful is one without corporate travel? And B, uh, let's see how COVID-19 evolves and develops, and uh, is it safe or is it not safe? Parallelly, uh, of course, a lot of German cities are very dependent on air travel. Um, and the short distance air travel is not yet back to, to a reasonable capacity. So you have to really plan your travel, your corporate travel very carefully um, because there's only one flight from Cologne to Berlin in the morning and there's one flight back in the evening. Um, it's not like in the olden days where you had 10 flights or eight flights or whatever. Also, the choice of airline is, 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 is hugely limited. There are only few destinations which fly Lufthansa, all others fly Eurowings. You know, there is an impact there as well. I think if airlines decide to uplift their travel schedule a little bit, we will find that that will pick up automatically because people have more opportunity to travel again. 
Then yeah, it's like a catch 22, right? Almost. Uh, it's like because you don't have the flight schedules, you're hesitant to travel. And because there's no travelers, you don't have the flights. So it's like yeah. who gives first, right? I mean, look, uh, uh, whether we talk Lufthansa or Eurowings, it is all Lufthansa Group anyway. And they That's have right. announced that they will monitor increasing their flight schedule in July to see whether they will have pickup or not. That is a very careful process. And I think that will possibly determine what August and beyond looks like. Um, we, we hope, there's no question, we hope that we will get our hotels over 50% occupancy uh, uh, after September. We have reason to believe that because there is a small increase in corporate travel. It's not much yet, but that coupled with an assessment in, in August, I, I think will lead to an increase in corporate travel. And we have uh, inquiries in our main city destinations for the odd meeting, usually meetings in the sphere of about 20 people. So what I can safely say to you is we can't see any big uh, uh, mice business until the end of the year. Most of it has been cancelled. The cancellation for September, October, November, that wave is already through. There's very little on the books. Um, some of the trade uh, destina trade show destinations in Germany are debating to, to possibly do the odd trade show, but then do it partly virtual. Uh, and, and so the travel isn't required, but I think we can't see a recovery there yet. Uh, also, um, uh, large events are uh, restricted in Germany to uh, small numbers of, of people, uh, particularly when they're indoors. And of course, autumn is upon us and then winter and uh, it's a cold season in Germany. So there will be very little opportunity to have things outside and outdoors. So uh, I think the, the, the change um, uh, is, is quite evident. What we also see on the other hand side is that our leisure destinations are very well booked all the way through to the end of October. Um, so it seems that those who don't need to travel in the main holiday season uh, have postponed this into autumn and families are traveling at the moment and it's indeed Germans travel Germany um, and uh, very little international business and international here means we have our European neighbors who come over and, 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 and travel but it is much, much less than it used to be. And then there's a lot of destinations where we can't see travel because it is prohibited at the moment. Right, so again, a very mixed bag for you as well. Um, but some, I guess some, I would say some silver lining um, for the for the fall, but um, obviously a lot of hotels are dependent on corporate business and or, or not dependent, but rely on it for a large part. Um, that's going to continue to be very difficult. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. So you did you did mention earlier about your um, kind of all the business the business study and the business school um, uh, all the stuff we learned back when uh, it's been thrown out the window for the last four months. What are your my last two questions here? Kind of what what are your learnings uh, leadership learnings um, that you have taken away and maybe have changed your perspective on? Um, that was my, my, my almost last question. Then my last question is where would you travel? Um, if you could travel again, where would, where would be the first place you would uh, want to go? So, um, why don't we go with the leadership lesson first? Okay. Thank you, Klaus. Well, 
the um, uh, the thing which um, I think is uh, absolute vital and key at the moment is that in one's leadership approach, one needs absolute flexibility. Um, I think it is very important that my, in, in a world with so much information and so much half knowledge traveling, that whatever decision you make, you underpin that with with hard facts, with knowledge, rather than with uh, with with myth, um, and um, partic particularly the political arena, I think, uh, reacts to all the changes we have, uh, which are fluid at the moment, uh, with a lot of activity. And um, I think one needs to watch that all very carefully, but um, has to be steady in one's approach. Um, I think we are in a time where demand is down, not because people don't want to, uh, to to travel anymore, but it is down because people are fearful of travel. So it is uh, it is uh, uh, my leadership obligation to uh, instill uh, uh, belief and 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 trust in safety. Uh, in, in, in all of our employees who then pass that on to our guests so that we care for each other because we are in it all together. I think that is a very important factor. Um, uh, I think I think people needs to uh, to be given uh, uh, confidence at the moment because of of that high level of uncertainty. And um, I think a leader uh, should not get distracted at the moment by that uncertainty, because quite frankly, uh, if I'm all on my own thinking about the day it had been in the evening at home, I have my worries too, and I have fear as well. But I think it is my obligation to lead my people in a way that this doesn't transpire. Um, so we, we, we do a plan, we make a plan together. We, I think teamwork is essential, good conversation is essential, and then the differentiation uh, between truths and untruths um, is, is vitally important. Um, we have sailed through this very calmly and very factual driven, um, and we continue to do research to see how travelers perceive the industry and what we need to to do in order to win, um, and then and then again that flexibility piece also in the way uh, we 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 communicate with our with our guests uh, that is also part of the leadership that flexibility you know um, when when your sales team comes along or your finance team comes along and they have questions over cancellations and we need to sort of look at things case by case rather than. Uh, 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 looking at it just from a uh, global view, I think that is quite important. Well, it's very, um, it's very hard to cut through the noise. That's what you're saying, right? You get so much information and, and misinformation sometimes, and, and just cutting through the noise and giving your 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 teams and your people the right information in a, in a concise manner and communicating that efficiently. That's you're absolutely right. That's one of the key. I guess that's one of the key leadership lessons um, a lot of people have taken out. Yeah, yeah, and comfort. It's very important to comfort your people because, you know, those who are on short work um, have less income at the moment. Of course, uh, this is a uh, a measure to secure jobs long term, um, all of our jobs, uh, no question. And because we have so little idea about what will be happening in three, four, five months, it's hard enough to know what's happening in four weeks' time. Um, it is even more important to to give that comfort through very good communication.
Absolutely. So you did ask me, uh, what is the destination you miss most, or will I'm you sure go to, to visit? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you know which one that is. Um, I, I, think, I yes, I, can I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I had booked New South Wales, uh, Australia um, uh, for last uh, Christmas and New Year, and we couldn't travel because uh, we took over a few hotels on the 1st of January, then we postponed it to Easter, and we couldn't travel because of COVID-19, uh, then we have postponed it to the end of the year, however, Australia is considering at the moment to uh, only reopen uh, for full-blown uh, international travel uh, in June 2021. So again, uh, at the end of this year, it seems to also be too risky. But look, I would love to sit uh, uh, in front of Sydney Opera House on a ferry going to the north or the east side of, of the harbour and have a glass of wine and enjoy a sundowner, you know, that would be lovely. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. I was actually supposed, or my, my partner and I were supposed to be in Sydney about uh, mid-April this year. And uh, I do have a lot of flight credits with Qantas still um, still left that they want me to use um, in the next couple of years. So um, if they're still around by that time, maybe uh, we'll have a glass of wine at the opera together. Good idea. Very good. Idea. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jörg. Uh, that was fantastic. I really appreciate your, your insights um, and uh, also your time, of course. Um, I know how busy you are. Uh, so I really thank you very much for, for the conversation and uh, please be well. And I'm looking forward to having that uh, glass of wine in, in front of the Opera Sydney, in the Sydney Opera House. Thank you. Thank you, Klaus. You stay well too. And uh, everybody who has listened to us today, I wish everybody the very best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes linked to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.